Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we christened the new Max Fun World Headquarters with a wonderful program featuring Mr. Rob Delaney. Oh, it's really vulgar, too. Let's go. The program is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm the host of the show, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Broadcasting live on tape this week from the all new Sound of Young America Inner Sanctum here at Max Fun World Headquarters, the Tower. We just, I guess, I should, I should, I should, uh, I mean, not to demystify it. I know you're trying to, you know, kind of give this a, you know, kind of a fantastical air. Uh, Jesse just moved the studio upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't want to take the wind out of the sails. Like, I know that, but that I was mean, a again, myst- you've got an image. That was a mystical raven, though. It, oh, yeah. No, it was. Yeah. We should, we should chase it out with a broom. <laughs> um, joining us this week on the program, he's one of America's favorite entertainers. Um, he uh, has over 3 million Twitter followers because of his delightful tweets. He's a professional comedy writer oh, and performer. Everyone's going to be so disappointed when you don't inter- introduce Ashton Kutcher. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rob Delaney. Hello, friends. Oh, it's great to have you here. I only wish that people in our uh, podcasting audience could see how handsome you are. That's kind of you. Because I think that's I think that's common knowledge. I think I think Rob Delaney. I think there's a. I think I mean just in general when people talk about Rob Delaney and they do, there's kind of there's there's always the the question why is this handsome man so funny? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Jordan. I something think that's a they really asked. Something they asked a lot when a young Ashton Kutcher. Broke onto the scene. (laughs) The podcasting scene. Yeah. When Ashton Kutcher started podcasting. Um, Well, it's great to have you here, Rob Delaney. It is a genuine pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Sorry we talking. Sorry if we made you uncomfortable talking about how handsome you are. I'll get over it. We brought a real blush to your cheek. I I did. I I think I did produce physical blush. I didn't think he could get more good looking, but that blush (laughs) on his cheek is really kicking it up a notch. Oh, great to be here. Um, it's over a thousand degrees inside the new Sound of Young America intersection. Yes, we are now slightly closer to the sun. <laughs> yeah, geez, Louise. I feel like I feel like the wax on our wings is about oh, to yeah. melt. I was also thinking of the Nicholas joke. <laughs> we have, we have, we are overcome by our hubris. Yeah, right. Um, man, uh, Jordan. We right before we went on. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying that there is an outside possibility that for your uh, work as a television broadcaster, mm-hmm. you may be sent to the gathering of the Juggalos. Yes, uh, it's it's in the you know pre-planning phases right now. Um, uh, so a big part of my job, a big part of of kind of an initiative this summer is to go to a lot of summer music festivals. So next uh, next weekend, I'm doing Warped Tour. As I usually do. Excellent. It's my yearly reminder of how old I am and how I'm going to die soon. Um, a good, a good. A, for me, this feeling is mainly triggered by uh, seeing a 15 year old uh, girl in short shorts with something written on the behind. This, this to me, uh, just kind of triggers triggers this this sense of mortality. It's amazing to me that you can 
each with each passing year return to the warp tour yeah it's as though every summer i was assigned to cover smoking grooves sure <laughs> yes absolutely um and then i will be going to something called hootenanny uh which uh which is kind of a kind of a maybe like a rockabilly version of the warp tour like still kind of punk rock but like you know lots of Girls with uh, cherry dresses, dresses. With cherries yeah, on lots them. of cherry dresses, wingtips. We both have exactly the same go-to. Yeah, well, it's a very, it's 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 uh, it's descriptive. Yeah, uh, this will make me feel young and spry. Sure, I think. Sure, I think this will make me feel like I uh, uh, my, my life is just beginning because this is a subcultural phenomenon that peaked in 1989 rather than 1996. Sure. Can I say quickly, if there's a festival that you get excited about each year, you're a silly person. <laughs> you know, um, I okay. Here's here's something that I maybe thought about bringing up uh, last week, but is still kind of a lingering feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coachella is mm-hmm. a big thing for Southern California. Yeah, sure. Um, it's this kind of three day monstrous, know, formerly what you might call an indie rock festival. Yeah, but, but now it's like Paul McCartney and Kanye West. By do Kanye it. West, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and and you know all the all the all the the hip kids. In Southern California, you know, go to it. Everybody talks about it. Everybody comes back. Okay, first of all, did you go to Coachella? No. Oh my God, why? Nah, it doesn't seem like my thing. Did you have fun? No, it was awful. Like everyone has a uniform. I have never heard somebody come back from Coachella going, God, that was fun. They're like, it was hot. Everybody played for 10 minutes. Water was $90. Like I've never heard a good experience. Coachella and mushrooms to me are kind of the same. Like people try and get me to do it, but they can never, no one can ever relate a good experience. I actually went to Coachella once. I'll never go again. Okay. Even though I did enjoy it and I'm going to contradict myself and reveal myself as a silly person. No, no, no. But uh, I uh, went to see... I went to see uh, the Pixies uh, mm. because they said they were only going to play Coachella. So I thought, oh, this is my only chance to see them. You I should didn't... have seen the fine print it's yeah. a, and then 90 other yeah, and area then, shows. Yeah. And then for a few more years, we'll play right. every other night. And, uh, but so, no, I, I remember this too, and I remember yeah. thinking that might so be So I, I thought, oh, well, I better go. So I went, and I was actually surprised by how uh, well run I thought Coachella was. It okay. was 125 degrees, mm-hmm. so that negated the fact that it was well run, and I don't care and would never go again. But uh, <laughs> it was astonishingly well run. I saw the Pixies. It was one of the best experiences of my life, for real. It was so good that Radiohead played after, and I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went home. But it was like a surgical strike. I didn't even sleep over. Went and saw the Pixies, like caught a little Radiohead, and I was like, let's roll, and then drove back. Yeah, and, you know, maybe that's the secret is not camping and, you know, trying to fuck someone while on mushrooms. Ugh. And there's, you know. there's a hip-hop equivalent to this. I mean, in my world, mm-hmm. the world of music that I enjoy, there is a traveling festival called Rock the Bells. Sure. And like this year, it's headlined by uh, Lauren Hill, who, who's performing her whole solo album. Wow. Uh, uh, in its entirety. She's still... Um, she's she's more coherent than she used to be, but not a hundred percent coherent, from what I can say. I think that maybe there wasn't the last thing I heard from Lauren Hill some racist stuff. Isn't that maybe the last public thing she I did think, was say some racist stuff? I think the saying some racist stuff was an urban legend. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. But she is a little mental. Okay, uh, but you know, God bless her. She's very talented. Sure. Um, but this thing comes through Los Angeles. But the Los Angeles show, quote unquote, because I almost I wanted to go there for the Sound of Young America because there was all these artists that I wanted to interview for the Sound uh-huh. of Young America. But the Los Angeles show is actually in San Bernardino. I don't know where that is. And yeah, it is a uh, it, it's on the way to Max FunCon, so that's why okay. I know exactly where it is. It is a large town. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't think I would get a lot of beef even from San Bernardiners, yeah. which is what I presume yeah, a person to like say. They're that called it San Berdudus. It is a real <laughs> shithole. I think the fact that you can call sure. it San Berdus, its sole positive characteristic, uh-huh. and it's also 170 degrees there all the time. I just don't... That sounds so horrible to me. My mm-hmm. Warped Tour uh, next weekend is in Pomona, which is uh, kind of... It's, it's kind of San Berdu South. Anyway, no. so I... Yes, it's Although, most... Although, to, to Pomona's credit, it is the home of rapper Sugar Free. Okay, well, I'll make sure to bring that up. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> Sorry, I, I cut down your... No, no, no. Oh, no. I, I, I was just saying that I... That, yes, sometimes those big, big music festivals are in the world's worst places. So, I, I, it's a really... It's a rough thing. I mean, anytime you get 100,000 people together for something, like, what even works in that? I mean, honestly, I have to say that the only... I have never seen a music performance with in something bigger than like an amphitheater type mm-hmm. setting, like you know your three thousand seat, mm-hmm. the Concord Pavilion in the Bay Area. You mm-hmm. know, I think I saw Al Green and I saw D'Angelo there one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything bigger than that, even that was like not so cool. Yeah, and I kind of don't see how. I mean, I can understand like for something where you're just going to sit back and relax and drink a beer or whatever how you would want to watch something in something that big. But even like a stadium, I don't know. What do you even do in a stadium to make it seem cool? Riot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. True. Yeah. Like if you feel like, if yeah, if you're starting to feel bored, just pick up and throw a garbage can. When I was a sophomore in high school, I saw Guns N' Roses, Faith No More, and Metallica play at the Foxborough Stadium okay. in Massachusetts. And that was when... Three of the biggest rock bands yeah. of our time. And uh, that was when uh, Axl Rose would famously come on whenever, you know, not when the show <laughs> was scheduled. So Metallica played. They were great. As a matter of fact, James Hetfield had just broken his arm, so he uh, on a skateboard on stage. So they had, they had <laughs> sure, the guitars sure. from Metal Church playing for him, and uh, they were awesome. And then uh, Guns N' Roses decided to just wait a couple hours. So it turned into a full-scale riot, and all the police <laughs> came in. I saw things I've never seen before. I saw... Uh, human beings being thrown through the air like torpedoes at cops. Human missiles, sure. I was very, very afraid, and uh, but I didn't die. Pro- I'm sure some people did, yeah. but I didn't. And uh, So that, that's one thing you can do. You did were- they eventually go on? Uh, yeah, they did. And, okay. And did they, the rioting stop or did it get worse? Uh, I think it stopped. Okay. They were like, yeah, we just wanted the music. And Axel yeah. was like, yeah, but I like a little rioting first. <laughs> I'm surprised. That I, I guess they probably got uh, they probably got warmed up for the riot when the guy from Faith No More started making weird sounds. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Patton. Yeah, just going. <laughs> they were, you know what? They were very good. They were they were excellent. Faith No More. In fact, out of those three bands, Guns N' Roses, of course, well, they don't exist anymore. Metallica is actually good again. They were terrible for like 15 years minimum, and their most recent album, Rick Rubin produced, so they're good again. And uh, Faith No More, I'd see any day of the week. Any day of the week. Yeah. Even a Wednesday. Even a Wednesday. <laughs> you got stuff to do on Thursday. Yeah. It's almost Friday. You're, mm-hmm. you're gearing saw, up. I saw my morning jacket this last Wednesday, so oh. I only say that to show you I will go to a concert on a Wednesday. I'm not <laughs> hey. messing around. Jeez. Jordan, so you, okay, so yeah. we're talking about, you, you've, you're going to go see, you're going to see this, what is this thing called? Warp Tour. Warp Tour. Rockabilly Club. Yeah, Rockabilly Club, sure. Those great 88s. <laughs> yeah. It's got Kootenetti, yes. Yes. Um, Gene, Gene Cuff Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, then what else? Surprising amount of Mexicans, yes. Are you I'm gonna, going to see that. Are you going to go to the, what are you going to, Bonnaroo? 
Tennessee no, for Bonnaroo? Uh, yeah, I think we will go to Rock the Bells. It's kind uh-huh. of a yearly fuel thing. Uh, I actually haven't gone. Every year I've, I, they've done it. I, they've sent somebody else, but I may go this year. Um, I remember but, you emailing me a list of people that were going to be at Rock the Bells to mark which ones were a thing and which were not a thing. Yes. No, I've done that to you a couple of times. Yes, <laughs> you're fun. always very helpful in that regard. That's fun. Because, uh, yes, they, they, they have me, whether I host it or not, they have me kind of do the pre-production on it, and I have to schedule the interviews, uh, and I don't... Oh, jeez. I don't know uh, I don't know. Uh, a rapper from a windshield wiper. And you got to call up Big Money Sean. Yeah. It's like Yellow Wolf's manager. Sure. Try and talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. He wants you to send him a page. Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. And dealing with dealing with rapper managers, and I, I, I've, you know, I've, I do it once a year for Rock the Bells. It's to deal with these rapper managers. And uh, half of the time, I would say, of the 20 calls that I made, 10 of them uh, were kind of lax about scheduling an interview with their guy but then tried to pitch me some other product they were involved with like <laughs> it's like hey but yo i got a premium tequila like like oh yes i would like to do a story on your premium tequila yes, anyways good point so they all have some sort of other side thing that they're mm. promoting anyway but, but uh gathering of the juggalos which for those for those few out there who still don't know what that is this sure. is a concert slash festival hosted by the insane clown posse that features um Stand-up comedy stage, of course, mm-hmm. which our friend Brian Posehn is going to be performing on this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, a, along with, uh, like, Rowdy Roddy Piper, I think. Um, and a wrestling stage and a music stage. And our friend Colt Cabana, uh, who was a guest on a professional wrestler slash comedian, Colt Cabana, who was a guest on The Sound of Young America recently in Chicago, is going to be wrestling on the wrestling stage. And then the Insane Clown Posse music stage... I guess the big headliners are ICP. Mm-hmm. They're going to do all their hit records. <laughs> sure. I guess. <laughs> like, I'm the guy, I'm the rapper with the clown makeup. That's sure one of their them. big hits. Knife dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what's interesting, here's the thing about the, I really hope you do go to the Gathering of the Juggalos. I, do I mean, too. I would fear for your safety to yeah, some extent. Yeah, and I am a little bit concerned that maybe I seem like. I, I seem like good stabbing material. I'd it does, stab you. It does yeah. feel like the kind of event where the security is handled by Hell's Angels. Oh, sure. yeah. Paid in beer. Uh-huh. No, they're handled by a group that thinks Hell's Angels are pussies. Yeah, probably. Whatever group this is. Um, but I will. I want to say something about the Gathering of the Juggalos. Because it was, you know, last year it was the source of much derision because they made a laughable promotional video for it. And because they had this bizarro comedy stage that featured, like, J.J. Uh, Walker and uh, Gallagher too, sure. and just the weirdest comedian list you could ever imagine. Um, however, that having been said, this year it is as though the music lineup, specifically the music lineup, I have no taste in wrestlers outside of having met Colt Cabana and thinking he's a nice fella, but the music lineup is essentially clown band, clown band, clown band, and then everything below that Jesse's Coachella. <laughs> like, just every hip-hop artist that I love in the world, at least in the what you might call the non-alternative vein, is fucking performing at the Gathering of the Jug. Like, it is the greatest hip-hop concert in Whoa. the history of... So, everyone, so you're saying that everyone who is not wearing clown makeup and who doesn't uh, cook meth out in the desert 
in an RV this is thing, a credible. This thing rapper. is completely insane. They've got uh, E40, mm-hmm. as you know, one of my favorite Bay Area rapper, one of my favorites of all time. DJ Quick, another one of my favorites of all time, uh, Los Angeles rapper. They've got the, their lineup is insane. Like there are literally like there are ten acts that I would love to see at the gathering of the Juggalos. And that is not an exaggeration. And so what I want to know is, like, how is it that I came to have the exact same taste in music as the Insane Clown Posse? That's fascinating. Right? You've got to figure the Insane Clown Posse are the guys who pick these acts. Yeah, or, you know, someone close to them that kind of knows what the audience likes. I don't know. Yeah, what's what's your explanation for it? Do you, like, what is it? Like, are they trying to make Gathering of the Juggalos more, you know, mainstream or... Well, like, one what's, of the, what's, what is going on? One of the weird things about... Okay, so they have their own special world. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about the... The Insane Clown Posse are terrible at making rap music. Very bad. And <laughs> I say that as a fan of hip-hop. If anyone out there is like a rock and roll fan and you're worried that you might be misjudging them because you don't know the aesthetics or something like that, no. They are genuinely horrible. However, they have built this world for themselves... Right where like they have these fans that identify with them with so with them so strongly they wear them they wear the makeup et cetera et cetera et cetera, and I think that they think of themselves. Well, I will put this question to you: Do you think that they think of themselves as legitimate music artists, or do you think that they are self-aware enough and like do you think that they are bringing in these people because they think of them as their peers? Or do you think of them? Do you think they're bringing in these people because, in their mind, they're bringing in ringers? Like it's like putting a sixteen-year-old guy on the little league team. Okay. Or that episode of The Simpsons where all the professional baseball players had to work at the nuclear power plant. Yeah, exactly. So they could play on the softball team. Is E forty a Steve Sachs-like figure? Well, yeah, I get. You know, I guess the kind of the weird, the weird situation would be okay. It's like like any forty, like. Like, if the Insane Clown Posse are as universally reviled as you say they are, is he having to bite his tongue during this? or or? That's another thing. Okay, so I don't know. You know, our friend Andrew W.K., uh, who's been a guest on this program, mm. been a guest on The Sound of Young America many times, he performed at the Gathering of the Juggalos two years ago, I think. And I watched a video of him performing at the Gathering of the Juggalos. And Andrew W.K. is such a whirlwind of love and good vibes and mm-hmm. party fun uh, that he somehow manages to kind of laugh, have fun and rock out while people are through just throwing shit at him. And he kind of gets the crowd on his side. I watched uh-huh. this YouTube video. It's really pretty amazing. It's a little bit boring, but also pretty amazing of him like converting these people over the course of literally 15 minutes of performing. But they are, there is still a sizable portion of the crowd that is there to hurt him. <laughs> Like I don't want to, I don't want to soft pedal this, and I don't know. Okay, so there are these people. Like, okay, the top, the top five artists here, the top six artists here are the the Insane Clown Posse, Twizted. <laughs> Is there an apostrophe or a slash in there? Dash. Uh, no, Blaze and ABK, who are both clown rappers, Boondocks. Uh, who I don't think started as a clown rapper. I think he started as a regular rapper, not a well-regarded one, but a regular rapper, and then turned into a clown rapper. <laughs> uh, of course, psychopathic writers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the top, and I want to be clear. This is the top listing. Dayton family, who are actually a very high credibility uh, gangster rap group of the 
mid-1990s. And then below them, I want to again emphasize, listed below those seven or eight people, here's who we have. Busta Rhymes, Ice Cube, George Clinton, DJ Quick, E-40, Exhibit, Hammer, Mystical, Paris, Juvenile, Tech 9 and then you can start getting back into the clown rappers. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> then you start in with Psycho Jesus and Lil Whitey. <laughs> um, but like, but th- that is like, like it would be difficult for me to put together a lineup with musicians that I liked more than that list. Like there are some that I like okay, you know, like I- I'm an exhibit fan definitely, but I'm not like wish that I could see an exhibit show. Juvenile, Tech 9 I mean, these are like super high credibility hip hop acts. And then like, but they are listed below uh, the twist twisted and above Kung Fu Vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't I don't know what. Now, here's the thing that I genuinely made me not be able to understand it. So in my head, I'm thinking this is a group of rappers who are who want to put their weird world next to actual rappers mm-hmm. and get some credibility. Mm-hmm. And even the non-famous, like Paris, for example. Like, I, I bet there are a lot of non-hip-hop fans out there who don't know who Paris is, but Paris was like the Bay Area's answer to uh, Public Enemy in the early 1990s. This sort of incendiary black nationalist um, and brilliant and also a brilliant producer uh, who, after he quit hip-hop, went on to get a master's degree in finance, and then recently came back to hip-hop about uh, maybe five or eight years ago and made a couple more really great records um, and actually produced a whole Public Enemy record uh, six six years ago or so. Whoa. Which uh, one? Do you happen to know? This is... I can't remember what it was called. Okay. It was it was a it was a uh, 2000s Public uh-huh. Enemy record. It was a good record, too. Um, so... I'm thinking like, oh, they're just trying to put their thing next to something super credible. And then, you know, and I mean, credible is relative. Like, Mystical's a great rapper. He's also a convicted rapist. (laughs) 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 So, like, you know, as much as I love Bouncing Back, I do feel bad about loving it because of the rape. Yeah. Yeah, That'll sour anything. But here's the thing. uh, Here's the thing. Not only are the comedy headliners Jimmy J.J. Walker, Brian Posehn, and Harland Williams... Wow. Just some comedians they've heard of, I guess. I don't know. How do you come up I with think that Harlan, lineup? I think Harlan Williams is probably there on the strength of half-baked. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You know, I mean, Brian Persain is fantastic, nice guy, and, uh, and a very good comedian. Uh, <sighs> Hannibal Buress, one of my favorite comedians sure. in the world, somebody who I pay attention to and study, a comedian of my generation who I pay very close attention to because everything that he does, I think either I wish I had thought of that or, oh, I know I could never think of that, you know, either because <laughs> I'm A, not that funny, or B, I'm just not him. So he's just somebody that I view as like a peer but that I very much admire and just am crazy about. He did it a couple years ago and I think he might have done it like I have an ethic where I will perform almost anywhere you know because I believe that you're not funny if you're only funny at the UCB. You're not funny if you're only funny at the Houston Improv. You're funny if you're funny at both. And if you're not, then you're not funny. Hannibal Buress is funny anywhere and I think he probably wanted to challenge himself because he's Uh a hard worker and a super funny guy. Anyway, so <laughs> there are all these credible acts. There are all these horrible acts. And then in between, there's Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. Unbelievable. 
The Reverend MC Hammer. Yeah, that yeah. destroys any construct of who they're booking at this show right. that, that I could come up with. Mm-hmm. At first, I'm like, because this is like a carefully curated list of rappers mm-hmm. and a carefully curated list of clown music men. But then right in between, it's just like, yeah, and fuck it. Let's book Hammer and Vanilla Ice, too. You know what? They w- this is a good uh, sort of cauldron. This is uh, this would be in the in the introduction to the book about the reshaping of America. Is these guys because they're very stupid, right? Okay, but yeah, they're they're they they're a stupid populism where they uh, believe that they speak for a group of people, and, and sadly they really do. They do, and they're brilliant, certainly brilliant marketers. But they talked about their uh, Christian conversion uh, with the yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard that too. How that, do they work? That they're yeah. That, so maybe they're trying to do a thing where like you know like you. It's just hard to with a lot of like tea party people and stuff to shake like the uh, the jingoistic and uh, aspirations and the racism and stuff like that. So maybe these guys are are trying to get also different people of different colors and races and creeds together so that they can create some sort of horrible revolution. And maybe they're in <laughs> some way smarter than your Michelle Bachman. They're going to take down what they call the magnet understanding class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking book learning yep. and shit. Mm-hmm. But I w- almost want to go. I'm like, they yep. are just one less kind of murdery feeling. Yeah. And I would have bought tickets. Exactly. You know, I, I don't know if this will change your mind. I mean, I've had to look into this a little bit to, 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 to see the logistics of shooting there. Mm-hmm. You have to camp. You have to camp? You have to camp. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Not oh, a chance. <laughs> and I'm a camper. I camp and I backpack. Nope, I'm not camping in that shithole. You're, you're not afraid of mountain lions, Rob. But. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, 50,000 no. insane clown posse fans. You know, I don't want to go... But a messed out guy okay. and then it's not going to suck Here's yourself the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the deal. When you are a president and you declare a war and you mm-hmm. send troops in, you're, there's a tacit understanding that your troops that you send in are going to kill innocent people. They're also going to rape people, okay? Because unfortunately, that's a weapon of war, right? That that's just happens. So I can't go to a place where I know that there's going to be like, eh, a rape or two here and there, like, because <laughs> there is at any big festival. So that's another reason I don't want to go to festivals. It's because somewhere, somebody's being raped. And part of my ticket, paid you feel for that. complicit, yeah. in sexual assault. If you buy a ticket to a festival, you've pretty much raped someone. Well, we'll be back in just a second. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Delaney also in this room. Great. It's great to have Rob Delaney yeah. in this room. Isn't it a lot of fun? Absolutely. Uh, you know what else is a lot of fun? Uh, Rob's monthly column in Vice. Is this monthly? Uh, weekly. Every Thursday. Okay. It's very, very good. Thank wow. you. Sure. The Vice magazine. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, it's called uh, Take a Stroll with Rob Delaney, and I'm having a lot of fun writing it. Yeah. It's good. Um, Vice magazine is one of those magical things in the world uh, that you can't figure out what to what to make of. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. It is baffling. Very upsetting. Absolutely. I will... I don't know if you guys watched any of their uh, uh, VBS.TV content. Mm-hmm. Some of it has come on the Netflix Instant. It is both... It manages to perfectly capture uh, what I guess may be something having to do with our generation or something. Just this combination of like amazing bravery, insight, uh, adventure, etc., and just blithe disdain for everything <laughs> in the world. 
I will say this. I, they said uh, to me some months ago, uh, we're doing a comedy issue. Can you write a 2,000-word thing on anything? And I was like, oh, sure. So I did. And then after that, they invited me to write a weekly column. And they let me write whatever I want. And I suppose they must let everyone do that. And I think with that uh, comes uh, unspeakable horror and garbage and things you wish you had <laughs> never seen, read, or known. And then also, truly, some really brave stuff, like going into North Korea, you know, and, and things that other people just won't do, you know, because I think a lot of the people there are, you know, maybe have a have a more pronounced uh, death wish than the rest <laughs> of us. And so they'll go and they'll get the story and they'll live the story that other folks, you know, arms trading and stuff. I mean, they'll embed into things that people would not, not many that people was, would want you know, to. The, it's funny. The one that I watched most recently was about arms trading. It was mm-hmm. in Afghanistan in this city that's dedicated to arms trading. They mm-hmm. were shooting there. And I was like, this is unbelievable. This is so amazing that they went to this place. And then after I watched it, I was get, I was like, I guess kind of the point of that is just that they went there. Mm. Like I was like, uh, I don't feel like I got any insight out of that besides that this place exists and it was insane of them to go there. Yeah, yeah. It didn't remind you of a Nick Kristoff piece I, in the was, Times? No, it did not. Not quite. Not quite. Anyway, I feel like the whole magazine, I, I saw a nice man who used to work there and has since left put me on the free subscription list uh-huh. so i get it and i i enjoy it. in fact the first episode of the first issue i got was that comedy issue with mm-hmm. a wonderful that piece that you wrote was really wonderful i think i thank you emailed you about it because i was so i thought it was so wonderful and a lot of great stuff in that mm-hmm. and but even within like i think their signature their signature segment the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. uh at first, you're like, this is really funny. And then you're like, oh, my soul hurts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Each issue could probably be 40% as thick as it is. They could take out really just the hateful, disgusting garbage. <laughs> and then you'd be what left. are they called? Babies, fags, <laughs> exactly. <and> pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I, sure. I, I wanted actually to talk with you, Jordan, yes. about something else that is not that far away from uh, that that combination of truly amazing no. and soul uh, hurting. Well, this is... This is Okay, so here's here's an issue that something that I've been kind of thinking about nonstop since I saw it. Um, I was browsing on a uh, pornographic website. Have you oh, wow. heard of these? Sure. Anyways, they exist. And uh, we dot com. Sure. Yes. Um, and Rob, it's French. Gotcha. Yeah. O U I. I read it. I read it as a child. Yes. There's a. Oh, there's a. It was a wonderful video of a woman doing an erotic Oriental fan dance. <laughs> so my. So ribald. Um. And you know, kind of for the for the most part, you can you know you can you don't have to see anything that upsets your sensibilities. Uh. But occasionally, you something will creep into a banner ad, which uh, which is just kind of mind blowing. And uh, I saw this banner ad with a picture of Howard Stern's face, which was already a little bit jarring. Uh-huh, sure. Um, and then to that's, see this kind that's of recognizable the face you want to see to power up your boner. Sure, really. Well, here's the thing. And then the caption was they had a quote attributed to Howard Stern. It says, "The real porn that I like." And then the uh, and then the um, editorial from the banner ad people was. Click here to see the real shit that Howard Stern likes. <laughs> Which, is this the first ever celebrity porn endorsement? And who, 
who's like, fuck yeah, me and Stern jerking it to the same shit. Like, who a lot, a likes lot of Stern in that way to where they want to jerk it to the same stuff? Juggalos? Yeah, right? I know. This is maybe all connected. I, people have a really powerful relationship with Howard Stern. Yeah, I guess so. And I was also wondering if this was a legit endorsement by him, like if he actually said that. Well, you'd think that if it wasn't his endorsement... I don't. Well, I was about to say, if you think it wasn't his endorsement, they would have used different diction, different word choice for there. Rather than just changing one word, they might have changed the whole phrase. Yeah. Um, but maybe they just only wanted to think of one phrase, and they're like, I'm going to use that for the quote and the slogan. I, I, I was talking to a, a, a host of a popular late-night television show that I won't name, and he ordered a, a piece of exercise equipment recently, and uh, he just ordered it like uh, in a... I think I know who it is. It's a Steve Allen story. If I've Steve heard Allen, one. yeah, and uh, and <laughs> I was he, guess but, but he, yeah. yeah, he didn't say. He just said nothing about it publicly. But just because he like ordered it literally online, they then started sending out spam emails to people saying, "Hey, this guy uses it," and oh. he wrote them, and he was like, "You don't have to tell people that since you're not paying me to do that, and I would never even take money from you to do that." And no one wants to yeah. buy the same <laughs> equipment that Charlie <laughs> exactly. Rose uses, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, he is yoked. Just have you seen him lately? Just because Tavis Smiley bought it sure <laughs> um but Can i was I, gonna wait, say okay, hold on yes i need a second to imagine a world in which rob delaney and tavis smiley are best pals oh i love him love him very much yeah okay <laughs> that was a lot of fun that's gonna be my happy place i'm gonna teach that to <laughs> Teresa for the birth so it's gonna i mean i get so i guess i just started thinking about there is a world of people out there who, who who this works on, who love Howard Stern mm-hmm. so intensely that they want to watch the same porn that he watches. Like, that's a, such a weird relationship to a celebrity. And I was thinking about, like, is, would this, is there anyone they could have put in this banner ad that would have worked on me? We, well, we know, here's the thing. Mm. I, I want to get into that, but sure. <laughs> we know, we know people, I know because once I was quoted on... Howard Stern News, mm-hmm. which is a real segment on the Howard Stern Show, for those who don't listen. It's a segment where they talk about news relating to Howard Stern. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's a newsman that comes on and reads all the Howard news, Howard Stern news that's fit to read. Mm-hmm. And it's in classic commercial radio format. It's just gathered from other sources. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not original news reporting on Howard Stern because mm-hmm. they're in the same room. It's just someone has mentioned Howard Stern. And I once, in an interview uh, with the Nyman Journalism Lab at Harvard, mm-hmm. <laughs> mentioned Howard Stern and people's like relationship to Howard Stern and him going to satellite. I don't even remember what. And I was mentioned on the Howard Stern news, and I immediately got a congratulatory email from Paul Shear and Rob Cordry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rob Cordry loves him. He posted the, one of the filthiest things I've ever seen in my life. A YouTube video of a woman riding a Sibian sex toy, which is, if you don't know what it is, it's this thing you sit it's on. It's a and, fuck machine. Yeah, it's a fuck machine, and it's supposed to induce these insane orgasms. Anyway, and it was a woman sitting on one of those while some old man, like, said just filth to her, and, <laughs> and Rob Gordon posted it. And I watched the whole thing, and I, but I would never seek that out, but I sure did watch it, and I laughed a lot. And it kind of accessed a part of my sense of humor that I didn't know that I had. Really enjoyed it. Well, might not ever see anything like that again, and, and that's okay. But yeah, Rob Rob Gordy loves him, and hmm. and they're not alone. I mean, let's talk about your people who are dedicated adherents of the world of Howard Stern. I know in public radio, for example, both Terry Gross and Ira Glass are devoted 
Howard Stern fans. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, uh, uh, Ira Glass's wife hates public radio, uh, hates listening to public radio, and so they just listen to the Stern channel in their car. Mm-hmm. She told me one time. And Terry Gross, like, I don't know if you've ever heard Terry Gross's interview with Artie Lang, but it is like interviewing someone involved in Six Feet Under level of Terry Gross sure. sycophancy. <laughs> Like, it is just epic scale. And obviously, both of these people are among my favorite broadcasters in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. And Stern is a genius broadcaster. I mean, I don't think you can take... Whether or not you like him. And I personally... I don't know really if I... I haven't spent enough time. But he is a brilliant broadcaster. Mm -hmm. Like Rush Limbaugh. Like, you can just... Rush Limbaugh is a brilliant broadcaster. Like, he's a real twat. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to listen to his show. Yeah. But I can listen to his show for half an hour, and I can be like, shit, this okay. guy knows what the fuck he is doing. Okay. Like, this guy knows his shit. I had a dream about him the other night. It was uh, not terribly interesting. Just he would chase me through a building, and then he hid in a bus. <laughs> it was like a tag? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I think it's sort of, maybe maybe it's sort of like watching Jay Leno do the, mon- do the monologue on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I hate this. But he really knows what he's doing with this thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is not for me, but he's really he's really taking it. He's really he's got a craft. Well, it's kind of like Tom Cruise, for example. You know, like Tom Cruise. Like you can. All right, here's the deal. They are skilled at what they do. They do have an innate talent. But just like Michael Jordan practiced every day, you can get better. Tom Cruise, for example, started out not terribly interesting to watch. Now he's riveting. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Sure. You know, he's he, you can't take your eyes off him. You like him. Don't <laughs> tell me that you don't. You know. So yeah, yeah. I think since these guys have been doing it for decades upon decades, you're gonna get better. And if you have a, a, a spark in there for real, then you're gonna get. Great. Over guess, that much time. I guess what? Malcolm Gladwell. I guess what? Any excuse to mention that. <laughs> to make yourself sound smart. Sorry, what? Um, I, guess, <laughs> I guess what we're trying to say, Jordan, is that uh, you would probably watch any porn that Rush Limbaugh told you to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, will we go in that direction to where... Any porn that's mentioned in Jay Leno's monologue... Yeah. You will run out. You know, I was thinking, I'm like, who would be in that box that would make me click on that box? I know. For me, it would be like a a, a roller derby girl, like whatever she liked to watch, some earth speed skater, some powerful woman. Oh, sure. Yeah. Broad shoulders. Maybe a colored streak in her hair. I don't know know what they want to watch. Maybe the Bride of Frankenstein. Now we're talking. Yeah, no, that would be kind of just kind of like (laughs) a social. We're talking about the Bride of Frankenstein, right? That's what you're describing, Jordan? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like then though that might be kind of something to have a a very specific social archetype in that mm-hmm. box, like a derby girl or a mm-hmm. you know uh, like a I have guy. To, I have to cut this off. Sure. And number one, I think <laughs> it's sweet of Rob to say derby girl, but it's a bullshit answer huh. because he has to pick something that's recommending the porn that he would not be interested in involving sexually in the sexual experience. What? So I think that it, that's I that's the that's the baseline for me is that if you are picking the porn that's Oh, that wait, are you saying that some of these guys don't want Howard Stern to watch them jack off like they don't want Howard Stern in the room because I think some of them probably do well are you saying because I want to have sex with a derby girl I wouldn't want to watch the same thing no I'm saying that because you want to have sex with a derby girl Mm -hmm. it's kind of a cop out to say the the porn that a derby girl wants me to watch I guess you know what I think I'm saying I think you're you're half right I want to watch a derby girl masturbate that's I think (laughs) what I'm saying yes exactly and I think that's where that's where it goes because these dudes don't want to watch Howard Stern masturbate do Mm -hmm. they? 
They're just willing. I bet there's a pocket. They're just willing know. to go there with Howard Stern because right. they believe in him. And yeah. Just so they, yeah, if they ever ran into him on the street, they would have something to talk about. <laughs> like, hey, I saw that real shit you like. I think to me, the celebrity in the box that would most cause me to click, and I say this only half joking, John Lovitz. <laughs> think about, just because, like, that voice to me is so enticing. Like, think about. Him reading the copy. Come on in. See the real shit that I like. Me, love it. I thought about that as a joke, and then I'm like, you know what? That's probably honestly the one that would work the most. Anyways. That is a, that's really beautiful, Jordan. Yeah. I'm really glad that you have that. So, I don't know. If Lovitz is listening, there is an audience if you want to endorse a certain kind of pornography. In our audience right now, there are like, I, I would say, 10,000 uh, people just thinking, Colbert, 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 Colbert. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I think Colbert could pull that off. He could, mm-hmm. he could endorse a line of pornos. If you ever talk to, uh, if you ever talk to a public radio person, and I think this is probably true in other parts of journalism, but it's especially true in public radio since public radio is a little bit more granola y. It's not mm-hmm. very granola y, but relative to other kinds of journalism, uh, it's a little bit more liberal arts college y. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you would get a 75% hit rate on would you watch the porn that Stephen Colbert recommended to you. Yeah. The passionate relationship between these people and Stephen Colbert. These people who, and I want to be clear, for the most part, have no interest in any other comedy at all. Sure, sure. <laughs> these are not 30 Rock watchers. <laughs> There's just something magical about previously John Stewart and still to some extent, but mostly Stephen Colbert. He's a very handsome man. He is. Too handsome to be funny. Mm-hmm. He's a real Delaney type in that sense. <laughs> Delaney ask. <clears throat> How about you guys? Do you have a Do you have a celebrity porn that you're like, okay, I'd, I'll go there with you. I'll at least check this out. Mm-hmm. If you say, if you say this is the real shit, oh, I don't know. I bet Dustin Hoffman likes some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. He needs it, somewhere to put that big schnoz. For me, <laughs> for me it's got to be somebody from the Antiques Roadshow, but I'm trying to figure out <laughs> which who. one in particular. Yeah, you know, well, for one thing, most of them would want me to watch gay porn. No, oh, yeah. Which, I mean, I might be willing to go there with them, but it's not my choice. It's sure. Not my preference. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, guys, I just need to make sure the P in PBS stands for pussy. Right? <laughs> <You're> like, uh, <laughs> can I tell you about a gay porn? like, I, yeah, but the B stands for butthole. <laughs> back when I. Male butthole. Back yeah. when I used to use uh, magazines uh, printed on paper sure. uh, to pleasure myself, I. They, what I found was always do that? weird. Would you lube them up? <laughs> yeah. I would. Uh, Sorry, in, we're from the internet generation. I know. In the, uh, in the back of them, they would have ads for things uh you know pornos that you could order but there would always be gay stuff in there too in the back of like a straight yeah, magazine. yeah sure there would always be gay stuff and so i can remember as a kid masturbating and being like i wonder if i'm gay and i would like try <laughs> to masturbate to like the gay stuff <laughs> oh well yeah and i'd be like nah, i guess no and, but i'd be like really try and then i'd be like yeah back to the ladies and uh i wanted people to know that <laughs> oh gee <laughs> oh nuts i'll never be gay now yeah <laughs> Um, I really like if I don't know like the one somebody on the road show's got to be straight, right? Like I, one you know, of the dudes I, I don't on know. the road yeah, show, yeah, sure. Be straight, likes one of these dudes that I one of the dudes that I think is really cool. Like the, maybe the Scottish guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that the Scottish guy who talks about paintings on the Antiques Roadshow, yeah. Is straight. Maybe he would have a line to some busty redheads. Yeah, the Mm. one thing that I would not want to know is what kind of 
what kind of porn Mark L. Wahlberg wants me to watch. Yeah. Stay away no, from that. No, sir. Not interested. Not interested, Rob. <laughs> I do not want to know. I, I won't tell you. World's yeah. worst Mark Wahlberg. Huh? Um, oh, God. You saying that thing about, um, about the occasional ad for the gay stuff in the porno magazine reminded me of something kind of semi, not traumatic, but something like that I still remember from my kind of formative years of, like, exploring Dad's closet. Sure. Um, I, they, they, I found a VHS tape, and it was something that was... <clears throat> it was just kind of porno scenes, but in under the guise of this being, like, an educational journey for lovers. Like, oh. something like... It was like, this is... Like, you know how they would kind of, like, show a nudist film in the 20s? Mm-hmm. It's like, this is just porno, but, like, no, it's a documentary about nudists. Like, it was just some sure. porno scenes kind of strung together with this, like, oh, this is educational to, like, help your marriage kind of through line. Kind of them. Anyway, so you're like, oh, this is this is great. I'm 13. I'm enjoying this. And then there's a scene where the kind of doctor that's leading you through it comes on. He's like, now we will explore the male sexuality. We'll show you film of a man masturbating, and even if you're not a homosexual, you should be able to watch and enjoy this. And kind of with the thing of like, hey, straight dudes, like, watch this. And uh, I, I, I never looked at the thing again uh, because that was so, uh, that was so jarring to me. Oh, and, so and, I, and then I've always felt like maybe I have a little bit of homophobia because I wouldn't watch this jack-off scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel I'm, you know. I live in the gay neighborhood. Sure. Well, hey, that, that's... I go to brunch. Well, you also don't want to... You know, people's sex is for them. You know, you don't... I mean, really, yeah. honestly, I don't even want to watch people do it unless... It, uh, if they know I'm watching. I'll watch through a window, but... Sure. Right, but yeah. somebody being like, hey, watch me masturbate. You've cut like, little mm. holes and yeah. put lenses in them. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to, like, passively... Watch. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, didn't, I, I was confused. I think it's kind of nice, though, that they have that in there. Because it's like... It's like the the people who make this porno, they're like, look, some dudes are gay. Mm-hmm. And if they can't bring themselves to buy actual pornography, oh, yeah. they almost certainly can't bring themselves to buy gay pornography. Good point. That's sweet. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've also heard that, you know, like stag films in the 20s would have a little gay stuff in there just because, like, you know, there's not a specialized huh. industry. Like, oh, you had one real that you showed at your uh-huh. bachelor party so there had to be a little something for everyone okay so there was like also so yeah i think this was probably on that same principle there was bit. also a film of a of a famous train crash <laughs> <laughs> right and a cowboy shot a gun at the lens and everyone ducked <laughs> uh we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective Rob Delaney in, uh, here as well. Uh, man alive. Uh, so, Rob, just so you know, uh, on this program, we occasionally will share messages from our audience, sort of Jumbotron style. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an affordable advertising program. $100 for a personal message, 200 for a commercial message at this point, I think. And uh, we have two messages on this week's program. We've been booking these things up solid. This has just been booked solid. you got an email yeah, to reason. Get them while they're hot, on people. Jiminy Christmas. Okay. So, first of all, a commercial message, a longtime listener of ours, Samuel Hansen, mm-hmm. a big booster of The Sound of Young America and Jordan Jesse Go for many years, uh, and a podcaster, he runs the Acme Science Podcast, uh, has started a Kickstarter project to do an eight-episode podcast about the world of mathematics. 
the idea is it's going to be called Relatively Prime. It is like a uh, uh, it, it is a behind the scenes type situation. It is it is he says not for math people. I mean, math people will probably like it. Sure. Right? <laughs> That's the kind of thing they like, right? Podcasting. Yeah, well, that in Math Blaster. <laughs> they fucking hate Rita Rabbit, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You want to punch Mavis Beacon in her <laughs> smug fucking face. But Math Blaster. Um, These are computer games you would play in elementary school. Uh, so, anyway, so he's trying to raise the money to make this eight-episode podcast. It is at bit.ly. Slash rel prime r e l prime bit bitly slash rel prime for relatively <laughs> prime um, and of course we always have these links in our forum as well if anyone else has any concerns or issues but uh, you know he's he's just he's kicking things off a little bit at a time he's already raised uh, almost twenty five hundred dollars um, towards his goal of eight thousand dollars he gets these you get all these cool prizes I think it's a pretty nice thing that he's doing this. He's got some cool. Uh, he's got some cool logo action. He's got a cool video. It's a nice thing. Sure, a lot of Max Funsters. A lot of Max Funsters already uh, supporting it. I see from the uh, Facebook here. This is going to be great. It's going to be tremendous, Jordan. Why wouldn't it be? Very excited about this. Bit.ly slash Rel Prime. And also, we have a new personal ad this week. Love is in right, the air, Slow down Jordan. there, my brother and me. You don't need to write a song for each one. <laughs> Love is in the air, Jordan. Okay. Love is in the air for our Hot friend. off the heels of the successful fuckfest that was last month's personal ad. Um, Ian Brill. Yeah. Longtime friend of MaximumFun.org. Mm-hmm. The former uh, Pod Thoughts columnist yes. on MaximumFun.org. A really sweet guy, a very lovable guy, sure. I would say. I've met him a few times. He's a delight. Uh, totally not crazy or weird at all. Uh, super friendly and great. Um, 28 years old. He is a single professional living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's in Southern California, for those of you keeping track, sure. regionally speaking. Um, he writes, so if you are listening from San Berdu, he writes not an unreasonable drive. He writes and edits comic books. He writes the comic book series Darkwing Duck, mm-hmm. which is a real comic book series based on the television show, the short-lived children's television show from the early 1990s that uh, is actually astonishingly successful, at least in comic book terms, or so Ian Brill tells me. Uh, he actually put Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson into uh, yeah, Darkwing Duck so. once. Um, he, loves, uh, he loves going to the repertory cinema mm-hmm. houses of Los Angeles, oh. such as the... Uh, Cine family. He likes to discover new things, especially new restaurants. This is what he says. This is, I think this is nice. He says, a lot, of living in, a lot about living in Los Angeles can be stressful. So I figure, why not make an effort to really enjoy the things that are special here? Oh, if I a- had that attitude, I'd be a much happier person. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so much less resentful. Anyway, he's uh, looking for uh, nice, cool ladies to check out restaurants and stuff with. Um, and... I, I will say I have actually met Ian Brill on a number of occasions, and I will say that uh, uh, while I cannot guarantee a love connection, I can tell you I'll have a very pleasant time if you go discover a new restaurant with Ian Brill because he's, really, he's a really pleasant guy. I Second, like his name, Second, Ian Brill. Yeah. I know, right? I could say that for a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Brill. Well, are you writing you Mrs. Could be are you Mrs. Writing Brill. Mrs. Rob Brill yeah. down on your yeah, notepad little, right now? A little bit. Anyway, uh, you can email you can email Ian at ibrill, B-R-I-L-L, like the Brill building, 
ibrill at gmail.com. ibrill at gmail.com and bit, bit.ly slash relprime for our other sponsor. If you want to sponsor an upcoming episode of Jordan Jesse Go, just email Teresa at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. T-H-E-R-E-S-A. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, Rob, your microphone is like three feet. I brought it closer. <laughs> closer, Rob Delaney. Oh, great to have Rob Delaney on the show. It is good. Great to be up here in the new inner sanctum. I was surrounded by books of spells. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, a whirlpool that shows you what could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of whirlpools that show you what could have been, mm-hmm. why don't we uh, listen to some momentous <laughs> occasions? Yeah, sure. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jackie. This is Mike in Pittsburgh. So I'm uh, waiting outside the local convention center for my bus home to D.C. for the weekend. And inside a convention center is apparently the world's largest furry convention. So outside as well, there's tons of people in full furry regalia walking around the street. And uh, I saw a family let their kid hug one of these um, people in the full furry regalia. And I just wonder if these parents know that this is the equivalent of blame your kid hug a dildo. Okay, <laughs> guys. Talk to you all later. Bye. That's magical. Yeah, no, I bet if you are a little kid and you're passing that, it's like, oh, my God, Disneyland exploded, and here it is. But... I wonder how long it took the guy to clean off the inside of his furry suit after he hugged that kid. (laughs) Wow, whole convention. There's got to be like a discreet furry dry cleaner like somewhere, somewhere where like you can bring your cum-soaked wolf outfit and not be judged. Like now, the the last time the last time that furries came up on Jordan Jesse Go, I think it was when our pal Shani Jardin was on the show from uh, BoingBoing.net. Yep. She's the best. Uh, she's awesome. She was so great, and she was careful to explain to us that furry is not just about sex. Sex oh. is only one element of the furry subculture. Tell me more. Well, they, it's about, it's sort of like a role-playing type thing. Okay. Again, it still sounds like sex. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it's like they each have their own guy that they pretend to be. And then they go, they go to these things to sort of prance about with each mm-hmm. other. Not just to fuck each other. Yeah, what do you prance? What do you leave the house? You know, like come on, yeah. It's, Are you just saying that leave the, all <laughs> the, the only your only reason to live is furry fucking? <laughs> yes, that, exactly. Am I understanding this In correctly? hopes that I would meet another. Just that's why I attached uh, the foxtail to the back of my. Jeans. I would never say it's not okay to be a furry, but I am saying that if like shit got a little worse, like globally, you know, like if it if it got like <laughs> if global median temperature went yeah, up like yeah. twelve degrees, or if there was more of a nuclear threat, that shit would just stop, and people would be like, okay, I gotta do some real stuff here so you're <laughs> saying that this is like you're you're looking at this from a sort of a marxist perspective yeah 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 yeah. this is something that happens towards the end of a society <laughs> this is like capitalists <laughs> you're like all those capitalists and their <laughs> outfit fucking mm-hmm. so decadent so yeah. western yeah. yeah hi jordan and jesse this is sarah from chicago Actually, my my husband just called a few minutes earlier about us being cash cab, but later on on this walk, 
we were crossing a one-way, and all of a sudden, even though I had the right-of-way while crossing the road, a taxi driver turned into that street and yelled at me, called me a dummy, and then I got to yell back at him, you're going the wrong way, you dummy. And all of a sudden, the entire corner noticed that the taxi driver was going the wrong way on a one-way and just heard that exchange with us and started screaming at him, yeah, dummy, you're going the wrong way, dummy. You're going the wrong way, dummy. As like a chanting started. And then the customers in the backseat of the taxi started screaming at him. And he just sat there. And I... I don't know what else happened because I had to continue to walk That's on that amazing <laughs> event. I couldn't stick around. <laughs> but we love you, Jordan, and we love you, Jesse. Have a good show. That, that was really sweet. That really made me happy. That's a lot of fun. The universe I, comes around, doesn't it? Man, I am. <clears throat> I yeah. I I don't. I'm not a person who like. Um, you know, give somebody what for when I get bad service. Like, uh-huh. I'll, like, be a little cranky about it, but I won't, like... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, send back food sure. and stuff like that. But um, when a cab driver tells me that they won't take a credit card uh-huh. because, like, their machine is broken, yeah. that riles me up basically more than, like, hearing about <laughs> a genocide in yeah, the yeah. news. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I really, I really Especially enjoy... because a lot of times it's like a you're, you have to pay with a credit card for business trip purposes or whatever. Well, that's and mostly also, me they're anyways. lying. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 it yeah. is both things. Is For me, that is when I do a cab, is when I need to give a receipt back to my accounting, blah, blah, blah. And, yes, also you're lying. Yeah. Like, everything takes a credit card. Uh, yeah, so no, I enjoyed, I, for some, I don't know why that upsets me more than like, it would be, you know, when my dry cleaning isn't ready when they say it's going to be. It but. would be great if there was just an angry mob that was just around whenever you needed it. That would be great. Yeah. What I'm most struck by is the use of only the word dummy. It never escalated beyond that. I want to yeah, live in a world like, where people are like, you dummy. Yeah. That would make me feel worse if somebody was like, you dummy. You really fought it on my cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, not everything. Really screwhead. Not everything in the world is happy, which is why we have this segment called Moments of Shame, mm. where people call in when something really shameful happens to them. Or just to t- share a story of, we under- I understand, I think, that time is an important part of being able to share these stories. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to, while we ask momentous occasions, as soon as, as, soon as you can, you call in. Sure. Even during we like a during oh, yeah. momentous occasion. Uh, with moments of shame, it can have happened any time in your life. And we do, we do have one this week. Hi, Jordan and Jesse and probable guest. Uh, this is Andrew from San Diego. Uh, I'm calling with both a momentous occasion and a moment of shame. Uh, my friend from Seattle was just visiting me and I took her to a nice sushi place. And as we were leaving, I had a fart coming, and I uh, waited until uh, she was, you know, a good enough distance away from me, and she was wondering kind of why I was hanging back a little bit. And when I decided to just let it rip and just deal with the consequences, and I shat myself. So I had to explain to her that I just pooped my pants, and it smells really bad in the car right now. I'm not saying anything. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know it got that real. 
Mm-hmm. She was in the car at the time. Is that what's happening? I think they both had to drive home together. Oh, God. Holy moly. Yeah. That is powerful. I don't have sympathy for him. I'm glad he shot his pants. Uh, and I, I'm surprised. I, 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 I frown on him. I'm surprised yeah. to hear that. <laughs> because, he was, because he was eating ethnic food. Yeah, that's the he issue. He shouldn't have been. That's a good point. Shouldn't have been eating sushi. Yeah, if you if you don't want to poop your pants, don't don't hit the markets in Istanbul. Yeah, stick to biscuits and gravy or wherever American. It is, wherever it is that you get that you get sushi at. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where to get it. I don't even know how it's pronounced. Sushi, sure. mm-hmm. sushi. I know what you're saying. I understand the word you're trying to get at, but I don't know it either. Yeah. Right. I've heard about it. I do like biscuits and gravy, though. Those mm. are good. I may, I've been making biscuits and gravy sometimes lately. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. Sure. Rob. Hey. That's good. Yeah, it is. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll nice. be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Delaney, uh, favorite guest, probably. Yeah. No, he no. Sure is. That's fine. Is it time? Well, if there was a if there was a different if it was a favorite guest that was other than Rob Delaney, it would probably be Dave Holmes. <laughs> sure. And they're basically best buddies. They do a show together every month in Los Angeles. Right, so we sure do. It's tough for me to distinguish between them, I guess. Uh huh. Sure. Um, and it's just because my eyes are just clouded with yeah. glaucoma. Affection. I bet if I bet if <laughs> there if, if there weren't the huge roadblocks in the way of you being married and Dave Holmes being a homosexual, you guys could switch out on dates. Yeah, I think we probably like could. A, you know, like a fun twins. And for the novelty of it, I would do it anyway. I yeah. would do it now, the way things are. No matter what it would do to my right. marriage. Just because, why be funny. not? Just let Anecdotal it, it's value. It's fun to trick people, too. It really is. <laughs> let it roll. That's yeah. what I say. Always let it roll. Anyway, Rob Delaney, our guest, uh, I have to ask you uh, one thing. Before we wrap this program up, uh-huh. which is this. I spent, I spent the last two days being, uh, doing, making dad preparations. Yes. We're up in this new place because we had to clear out a bedroom for the baby. Yes. I had to... I had to do dad-type stuff, like install a garage door opener. Sure. Um, I feel like I will never top this level of... Da- I, I have never... I, I am at the current apex of my daddiness. Sure. Yeah. But we'll I, just wait till you start getting movie titles wrong. <laughs> boy. <laughs> you do a little amazing. bit of that in preparation. Good point. But you... I know this, Rob, because you, the last time we tried to have you on Jordan Jesse Go, yeah. uh, you couldn't for the very reasonable reason that uh, it was the day that you, your baby was due. Yeah. So your baby's just a couple of months old now. Three months old, yeah. I wonder if you have, if you can offer me, is this your first baby? It is, yeah. So I wonder if this will also be my first baby. Um, we don't have another baby down in the in the sure, basement. Sure. The sub basement, <laughs> I guess, is what I'm saying. We're doing sort of a Casper Hauser hey. thing with him. Um, I wonder if you can give me any guidance. I would just say uh, babies require very, very little in the beginning. They require a tremendous amount of attention, but physical things like you could do, and I'm not, not kidding. Lifting. Yeah, I mean, you could do almost nothing to prepare your home for it, and you'd be okay, and, and your baby would kind of walk you through what it needed, <laughs> quite honestly. Just uh, breathe. It, it makes, it does some yelping, right? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, they make an amazing amount of noise in the beginning. And not crying, because, sure, they'll they'll cry in the beginning, but their breathing is incredibly loud, because all their respiratory stuff is all smushed up like a pug in the beginning. So, <laughs> wow. so they're breathing. So, like, at night, you're like, what is it? It's, near, it's almost scary. Uh, <laughs> so I would just say, you know, I, I have certainly no original advice to offer, other than I'm a man, and you're a man, and I know some men people... <laughs> I'm not the man you are. <laughs> well... I'm half a man compared to you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, let's a, see, a lot yeah, of... Yeah, let's see who gets further in the P90X, huh? <laughs> a lot of guys will say... That's uh, a dick contest of some kind, right? <laughs> it is, yeah, it's like a sword fight with dicks. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, P90X. Yeah. A lot of guys <laughs> will say, like... Get sleep while you can, because you're not going to get any more, and uh, the next six months of your life are going to be fucking garbage, you know. And men will say terrible things to each other, and I, that's been my experience. That has not been true. I lo- there's nothing I love more than my baby. All I want to do is be near it and smell it. It's a him. I'll call him a him. And podcast <laughs> and podcast here Some and there. Like podcast, but uh, it's just, it's so magnificent and magical. Uh, so you know, sleep when it sleeps is something they say that that really makes sense uh, because you, you will be sleep deprived. The best prep. Preparation for having a baby is if you've had been through any uh, duress in your life, like has someone that you love died, that's great preparation. Have you gone through <laughs> real grief or difficulty? Have you gone through a time where you're like, how am I going to pay my rent and had to do something insane or crazy to make it happen? Any horribly war. stressful war. War would mm-hmm. be, yeah, soldiers make great fathers. We, we all know that. So uh, <laughs> I certainly, from personal experience, yeah, I can tell you that that's definitely the case. So it's 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 the best thing ever times a million and uh just try to breathe and be present and hang out and just I I almost forgot speaking of babies our friend Ebeth mm-hmm. one of our best one of our best listener uh, supporters uh Ebeth from New Jersey um just had her first baby recently Oh cool just about uh I'm going to say 3 months ago now maybe mm-hmm. something like that right around a Rob Delaney type time frame mm-hmm. And they try and sync that up. It's sort of like a lady. Yeah. It's like women in in a women's prison whose periods exactly. All a lot of podcast uh, listeners try to synchronize their births. And she was kind. She and her husband were kind enough to send us a, a kind of a fun. She really she she was sort of one of the organizers of the pen, the pen pal club. Yeah, where everyone where all the Max Funsters send each other packages full of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sent us sort of a baby theme package full of full fun stuff. But oh, cool. I think she was worried, Rob, that if she sent me and Teresa a big box full of baby stuff, yeah. maybe little brother would be jealous. Oh, uh, yeah. Jordan would be upset. Sure. I understand. That makes sense. It happens with new babies. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jordan doesn't know any of his children. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, he's just not part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, they're all over the place. I mean, you'd almost need your own airline to see them all with any regularity. He does have. Well, his own yeah, airline, you know, though. and and okay. and I'm also not financially responsible because any children you conceive at the gathering of the juggalos are yeah, you officially part of the the they're, tribe. They're the actually family. property of the, the murder kill posse. records family. <laughs> <laughs> they just get handed off. Hey. Hey, uh, hey, clown riders. Mm-hmm. Is that what they were called? The clown riders? Yeah, I think it was. Um, the knife dicks. But she anticipated that Jordan might feel jealous. And so, Rob, if you could grab that gift that's right behind sure. you there, right over your right shoulder. Um, oh, good. Okay. Well, she was nice that enough. That is nice. Very nice. And She was nice enough to, to make this nice package that came in our box just for Jordan. Okay, Aww. I'll save the... I'll shake it a little bit. Any guesses? Blocks. blocks. Yeah. Yeah, we were both thinking blocks. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Oh. 
Jordan, read the card. Oh, and Jesus what Christ. if it's personal? What kind of boor? what if it's per- then then definitely read it. <laughs> yeah, okay. What kind of boor are you? No, I'm sorry. I thought maybe the you, card. Are you worried it might be sexual? I don't know. Edith is married. <laughs> I hear those recently. Women who have it's a very romantic time right after you have your baby. Yeah, I'll tell you, you want to just really male, <laughs> male dudes some nasty notes. <laughs> uh, dear Jordan, you're not having a baby, but you're still amazing. Consolation but you, but gift. But you are a baby. Sure, yes, I am baby-like. Consolation gift for you. It's tough to not be in the spotlight when, uh, while, uh, while there are other people in it. It's true. I do yeah. love attention. And so I got... Oh, a seen it game based on The Simpsons. Wow. Right on. No, that's like grown up blocks. That's a mm-hmm. that's a very nice gift. Very well, absolutely. And I do I will fucking clean up at this too, by the way. My thanks to Ebeth, and I also want to thank everybody yes, who thank you. Uh, I want to thank everybody who launched a uh, surprise baby shower at Max FunCon. Did I already thank these people last week, Jordan? Uh, you did, no, you didn't. Go Thank okay. him again. Do it. Do Thank it. you, every, uh, uh, especially Reese, Reese Dixon and her husband who um, uh, organized the whole thing. And uh, uh, Reese Dixon, whose real name is Teresa, was kind enough to make us make the baby a quilt with the Max Fun rocket ship on oh, it. Oh, it's so cute. Which was really lovely. And uh, and and everybody like literally. Dozens of people at Max Fun Con got us little gifts of various kinds for the baby. It was That's a total surprise. Um, it was right at the end of Max Fun Con. It was so great. With, with, they had to trick Julia, uh, the producer of The Sound of Young America, had to trick Teresa into not going home early because Teresa was feeling real pregnant mm. and lousy. And she was like, I'm just going to skip out before lunch. The, which is the last event of Max mm-hmm. FunCon. And Julia was like, oh, no, I need you to do something <laughs> at lunch and that's uh, a good one it was a surprise i know sly. remember that one yeah very sly. Remember that, i'll remember use that, that remember that yeah, one for the to, next just time tell them you need them to do something remember mm-hmm. that for the next time you uh, get caught cutting in on dave holmes's date <laughs> um but uh so thanks to all those max punters how wonderful wonderfully nice is this and we're gonna try and i don't know i don't know how many jordan jesse goes we're gonna successfully record uh once the babies do at the end of july I don't. Who knows what's going to happen? I really don't. Uh, we we got some great guest hosts on the Sound of Young America lined up, um, and I think we're going to make Jordan Jesse goes. I mean, I, my my feeling is that I'm I, we're going to try not to not be working, but I think I might appreciate having the opportunity to do something like make a Jordan Jesse go when it happens. Yeah, so, I bet you will. Um, uh, but I, I want to thank everybody who who gave. That was really really sweet. I was really touching. I'm uh, I'm very touched right now. That means that's a euphemism for developmentally disabled. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it was so nice it made me retarded. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. Our telephone number: jjgo at maximumfun dot org. Our email address: follow Rob Delaney on the tweeters at Rob Delaney. Uh, that's my and name. If you happen to be listening to this right when it goes up, and you're in North Carolina, you got a gig on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Oh, and you know who's joining me? John Worcester. Oh wow. Oh. That's very cool. What's he going to do? Drum? Play um, the drum? It's a secret. I can't, I don't want to say what he's going to do, oh. but it won't be music. I'll tell okay. you that much. Oh. And he's just a hero of mine. I'm very excited. So it's going to be super chunk. Yeah. No, it's not because they're music. Uh, Remember? Uh, do you see? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. Just joking. 
Um, that's tremendous. Oh, it was Wednesday night. Wednesday Where night. Where is it at? It's at the Cat's Cradle in Carborough, which is right next to Chapel Hill. Yeah, how do people find out this information? Uh, you could go to my Twitter, or you could go to the Cat's Cradle website. I think it might be like catscradlenc.com. Uh, it's going um, to be a hell of a show. Yeah, I'm Worcester just in town? You flying him in he, No, thing? he lives there. He lives ah. there because uh, Super Chunk is based there, as are the Mountain Goats, and he plays drums for both of those he Sons of Guns. both of those. I, I, I unfortunately... Because we were moving, I had to miss the Mountain Goats on uh, Thursday night. Uh, John Darnell was kind enough to extend an invitation, and we couldn't go. I know. We, we had to move on for first thing on Friday morning. We we're like, we can't Me too. Do it. I had my own show that I had, <sighs> I had to do, or I so wanted to go. That's I a hate great that thing. I missed them. That, gave, that guy's a winner. He's the best. Okay, anyway. Uh, JJ go at MaximumFun.org Our special thanks to The Free Design Love You by The Free Design is our theme music uh, You can find it on their album Kites Are Fun, the best of The Free Design Courtesy of them and Light in the Attic Records We'll talk to you next time right here On Jordan Jesse Go.